Welcome to the Westridge Church Young Adult Podcast, featuring Brad and April Chandler. And we're live. <clears throat> hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. So exciting. Very exciting. Today we're going to talk about consistency, what it is, how to do it. <laughs> Why it's important, how to do it. Um, but first of all, I was wondering if you would tell me how your night went, babe. How was your night? Yeah, you would want me to share about my night because my, my night was not consistent. I had no consistent sleep. I was woken up by our two, four, and six-year-olds all collectively in the middle of the night, somewhere in the neighborhood at 3 a.m. So... I had at least one of them in the bed with me when our youngest woke up and came in the room and woke me up. And so I had to take him back to his bed, lay with him for a while. He talked for like 30 minutes and I'm like in and out of sleep, like half asleep, just trying to get him to be quiet and go to sleep. <laughs> so I didn't get a whole lot of, of, of uh, consistent Rest, rest last, last night. night. Yes. Yeah. So how was your night though? <laughs> I on the other hand did because I fell asleep on the couch downstairs watching the office. <laughs> so um I'm sorry about that, babe. Sounds lovely. Yeah. yeah. Well when I came back to bed, I thought I was coming back to bed to you and one of the boys. But it, nope. I didn't even realize you weren't in the bed. So <laughs> apparently it was the both the boys and me. I feel like it was good. I got a full night's rest. Well, I'm glad you did. But I'm sorry you didn't. Babe. Someone needed to. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's okay. So back to the topic of consistency. Right. Do you have just a memory or an experience from your past um, that has to do with consistency, whether it was somebody being super consistent and how it played out in your life, or um, you experiencing the benefits of being consistent? Yes. So it, I think it helps to know a little bit of our family backgrounds. Okay. Because we learn a lot about consistency through them. And for me, my mom and dad were always around and they were always present and they were involved like in things I did. So they were very consistent in yeah. a lot of areas of my life. Mm -hmm. And so they helped me see consistency, experience it, and see the value of it, that doesn't mean that I was always consistent, but it definitely helped me growing up and makes more sense when I'm talking about it and thinking about it as I an know. adult. We're not going to talk about Doug Chandler every episode, but I feel like your dad is one of the most consistent people I can think of when I think about him and his job that he had. Just the fact that he would get there super early like, I don't think he was ever late a day in his life to his job, was he? Uh, maybe not. Yeah. But he worked it for over 20 years, the same same job. Yeah. He'd get there super early mm -hmm. every morning. And it was like, it was a priority. It wasn't like it just happened. It was a priority for him. Like, no, I got to go. <laughs> yeah. I want to say it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 years. That experience is what helps me process just the whole idea of consistency. So then I think of consistency just for me in the 18 to 30-year-old range and my college years 
especially, I remember me committing to a lot of things, saying yes to a lot of things, trying to do a lot of things that sounded fun or that I wanted to be a part of that I couldn't ultimately sustain and wind up fulfilling that commitment that I had made to those things. And so I wasn't super consistent when I was in college, especially through my mid-20s. It wasn't until mid-20s to late-20s that I started to get more consistent with more areas of my life. And so there were people in my life, though, that were consistent. And in addition to my parents, there were other people who were consistently investing in me as well as that I could trust. Like, I just knew they were going to do the things they said they were going to do, and they were always going to be there. And uh, Those relationships are always really important and helpful and don't really work without consistency. So, and there's multiple people like that. I mean, I had uh, my friend Mark, my one of the guys that mentored me in that age range. Uh, Dave Cole was very consistent, voice in my life. Um, people here at Westridge Church, Brian Beloy, uh, other staff members, they've, they've all been consistent in not only being available, but also a lot of the things they say have been consistent. It's not like they changed what they've been saying or yeah. uh, or changed who they were. It, it's all of it has been consistent. So it reminds me of a old reliable. Do you remember that cartoon, <laughs> <laughs> Lady in the Tramp? Yeah, Lady in the Tramp. <laughs> there was that one, the one dog they called Old Reliable. Old Reliable used to say. Yeah. <laughs> so my life was a little different because. My family, well, I my parents got divorced when I was little, so I lived with, like, a single mom for a while, and then she got remarried, and my mom's always been very, like, spontaneous. She's very fun. Um, but, like, consistency is kind of a not a natural, I think, um, thing that that she is drawn towards, I guess, because... That can be boring. So in my life, just just with the whole like, um, I mean, I guess if you heard the our first podcast, I've lived in um, several different places. So just the the my whole upbringing, it wasn't like that wasn't like a main theme throughout my childhood. So I can see how it's hard to be consistent. Like the struggles with that, it doesn't come naturally to me. Um, being consistent and you've actually been um, a good example for me with that thanks babe yeah we've been married 11 years so I've had 11 years of of consistency (laughs) at least a consistent husband yeah so tell me why does consistency matter the ways I've seen consistency really matter for me and then also in how I relate to other people is it really comes back to trust, like it builds trust or it takes away trust. Mm-hmm. So if someone is consistent, yeah. then it means I typically can trust them. Mm-hmm. If someone is not, then I typically can't. Mm-hmm. And those are just in general, but that, that tends to be the case. So it it's a matter of being able to know that someone can commit to something, and when they do commit to something, they're going to follow through on it. So it's a pretty big deal when it comes to things like relationships because relationships are built on trust in in a lot of ways. So, I mean, you can even think of the people in your life that maybe have been the least consistent, and typically those relationships feel the most chaotic or the most disjointed, and you 
probably don't feel as close to some of those people. Just because you're not consistently... Or definitely not safe, yeah, because you can't... You don't know that you can tell them everything because they can't even, you know, meet with you all the time or, or be on time when you meet. And so if that's always the case that they're inconsistent, then mm-hmm. you're probably going to have a harder time with that relationship. And and what's great is, I mean, you just look at relationships in general, but then you think about the most important relationship that any of us could have, which would be our relationship with God and how God brings the ultimate level of consistency, and He is the ultimate example of it, shows us what it looks like, exemplifies it in His character and how He is always pursuing us he's always loving us he's always forgiving he's always fulfilling the promises he makes to us so even even though i have one example of consistency as far as parenting goes and then you have a different example of consistency from your parents god is still the example for both of us like Mm -hmm. that we can look to and Mm -hmm. count on and know that this is what it really looks like and and then you've Think about, well, what would it look like if God wasn't consistent? I mean, we would have oh all gosh. kinds of issues. Like, <laughs> it would be, he wouldn't really be God if he wasn't yeah. consistent because he wouldn't always be the same. Mm-hmm. And you wouldn't be able to trust him. And if we can't trust God, God then, literally holds the atoms of the world together. If he was not doing that, we would just all. Or if he just decided to sometimes not do that. Like, it's <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, God is always consistent. He's always the same. And so for those of us who know Jesus and are trying to follow after him and and, and grow in our relationship with God, I mean, the hope would be we're trying to grow in our consistency as well because that's how our Father is. And we're trying to exemplify that same characteristic in our life. And, I mean, people should be able to trust us. Like, I want to be a guy that people can trust. I want When I say something to you, you can believe me Mm -hmm. and know that I'm, consistently doing the things I commit to. Yeah. So I think it plays into so many areas of our life, relationships being probably the biggest one. But, I mean, it plays into your ability to do well at your job, whatever job that is, school. Like, if you're not consistently doing your work, obviously you're going to fail. And then end up with lots of school loans and (laughs) for classes that you didn't. Why are you bringing that up, April? Why are you bringing that up? Are you trying to say I wasn't consistent early on in my college career and now I have a large school loan you know, to pay maybe. off? It's Just all as the, an example? It's all to help the people, babe. I hope that helps someone. I was thinking about this and how when we're kids, you know, it's our parents' jobs to keep us consistent. You know, they take us to school. We won't show up unless our parents take us. And like for us, like we have to literally push our kids through every, every, um, thing, brush your teeth, brush your hair, put your shoes on, eat your food, finish your homework, whatever, like until they get out the door and in the car or whatever. So I think as a young adult, you're like transitioning out of where your parents were in charge of you being consistent And I think there's a moment in that age frame where you realize, like, it's important in your life. And it's something that you you want to do for yourself. And that the decisions that you make and all of that is, like, really important. Yeah. 
What like what are what's the way that you feel like it plays out for us in our house like when we're not consistent for our boys? If well, yeah, if I wasn't consistent with the boys personally, I mean even either one of us, I think they would feel their lives were kind of chaotic. They wouldn't know what to expect. Like our oldest literally almost every night asks us, "What are we doing tomorrow?" And the the answer is usually you're going to school and then you're coming home and you're playing and then you're going to bed. It's like the same thing every day, but he just, he, I think that gives him a sense of security, just knowing what's coming, what's happening. Mm-hmm. And if I was, you know, always doing different things, saying one thing, doing another thing, I think that would be a real struggle for him. Yeah. Inconsistency seems to bring insecurity. Yeah. So our kids would feel insecure about our family and what is going on in their world if we don't bring any consistency to it. So if every day is just completely different than the next and we never follow through on the things we say we're going to follow through and it's just different than what we said it was going to be like and that was always the way it was and there was no consistency at all, our kids would have a hard time with that. And I think we all have a hard time with that as people too. Like if there's no consistency in our life at all, then we're insecure about a lot of things in our life because it feels chaotic and and not like there's anything we can really stand on. Like yeah. there's no foundation to to whatever those things are in our life. So I I think consistency is big for all those reasons. The ones you said and and then just the idea of being able to to have some stability. Yeah, I agree. I think even our own consistency plays into how secure we feel like I I mean if you're not consistent with anything in your life and you struggle with anxiety you know maybe that is one piece of that puzzle like you have to create that consistency for your own life just to help you know feel safe yeah but God I mean God brings in that consistency too which is what's like no matter how inconsistent we are or Mm -hmm. people are around us like god is consistent Mm -hmm. and so the world can feel like chaos all around us and can be falling apart all around us but yet he he won't be and so in the midst of the chaos he is yeah he's like our center he's the thing that that keeps keeps us afloat and keeps us from from completely losing hope you know Mm -hmm. i mean that when we know him and we have that relationship then we have this this newfound consistency that that wasn't there before so but yeah anxiety depression like i think all those things can have elements of of chaos in them from this lack of consistency whether it be from people that you're connected with or or your own life like your own lack of discipline or whatever the thing might be but yeah exactly there's always hope because there's a god who's consistent you're so good at explaining things. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> That's kind of what I was trying to say, but could not get it out. Okay, so practically, yeah. how do we be consistent people? Hmm. What are some hacks? Give us some hacks, babe, for being consistent and dependable. Well, they call me the hacker, so <laughs> I got this, all right? Um, I'm just kidding. There's, I mean, there's... This is something that all of us are going to always be getting better at. It's not like anyone arrives. So as I say any of these things or April says any of these things, this isn't like, 
we are the most consistent people on the planet. So yeah. therefore, listen to what we're saying. It's more like these are things we're still getting better at and learning in and and trying to be more consistent in. So, I mean, one of the things I know I definitely learned in college was to say no. I should have said no to more things. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have said no to more yeah. things. And instead of just always saying yes, even though it was a good thing, it was something that ultimately hurt people because I didn't follow through on a commitment. Mm-hmm. Even though if I would have done it, it would have been a good thing. And it probably hurt you because you feel like you're letting people down when you can't follow through. Mm-hmm. Fighting the temptation to just say yes uh, yeah. to things that either sound appealing to you or that you know would help someone. Yeah. So you want to do it just to let... Sometimes we feel guilted, guilted into something. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's guilt or you just want someone's approval or... Yeah. You just want the pat on the back, whatever the thing is. I mean, if we say yes and then it winds up being a no or a no-show or, you know, you just being flaky on it, then that yeah. that doesn't help anyone. Yeah. I would say don't say yes, like, easily. You know, really think about it. And if you know what your your vision is for your life or what your focus is right now or what's important to you right now in your life, you can use that information to decide if this is something that fits within that box of things that are most important to you to help you say yes or no. And that's and that I would say that's another thing is actually say yes or no. Don't always <laughs> yeah. say maybe or we'll see or I mean if you're if you're never committal to anything, no mm-hmm. one's ever gonna gonna commit to you potentially or, or not trust you to ever commit to anything. So eventually you're gonna get you're going to stop being asked uh, yeah. to be a part of things. and to What's one of your pet peeves about, about Well, that? it's kind of related. Like if somebody asks <laughs> you to either be a part of something or come to something, and the answer you get is, you know, we'll see. But the follow-up question is, who's going to be there? <laughs> so who's going to be there? Um, maybe. We'll see. But if somebody was like, I'm trying to decide if I really want to go. Can you tell me who's going to be there? Right. Would you more respect that answer or that question? Well, I mean, I think honesty is always more yeah. res- a respected answer than, than not. <laughs> true, but true. if you say, if somebody says maybe to something and then ask more questions about it, then it's pretty obvious that you're trying to determine if you want to go, not if you can go. Yeah. So those are two different things. So if you can't make it, then that's the reason you're saying no, and you just say, I can't, I can't make it. I have another thing that I've committed to, mm-hmm. or I, I've really got to do homework, or I've really, you know, whatever the thing is that keeps you from doing it. But if it's, I just don't know because I don't know if I'm going to have enough fun at that thing, yeah. or if I'm really going to enjoy that thing, or if I'm really going to, or if I really want to hang out with you, <laughs> I mean. That's like that T-shirt that says, sorry I'm late. I didn't want to come. <laughs> Uh, and I don't think those are bad that. reasons to say no necessarily, but I mean, there's obviously a way to do that without just being direct, being is, a jerk. Yeah, yeah. But I if have you, a hard time being if direct. all you do is say maybe to everything, then you, you're obviously not uh, you're not committing, and to not commit is to not be consistent. So that would be another little thing I would I would say, but also. To have people in your life who are consistent is going to be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean you cut everyone out of your life who isn't consistent. But if all you have are people in your life who are inconsistent, the odds of you being inconsistent are going to be a lot higher 
Like you, we tend to mimic the behavior that we surround ourselves with. So if you're only around those types of people, then, then that will probably be the behavior that, that you mimic. But if you've got a good core group of people around you that are consistently in your life and investing in you and care about you and speaking truth into your life and, and people you know you can trust, that's only going to enable you to be more consistent as a person as well. So I would say to definitely have those people in your life to help you personally not only be consistent but just help you in general just to have those relationships in your life. Yeah. And then just figuring out what's really important to you. Like you spoke to this a minute ago. Like if you know that school is a big value for you right now because that's the stage of life you're in, then that's going to dictate what you are consistent in and committed to. So you have to do homework you have to study you have to go to class like these are things that have to happen and they're going to take up part of your time bandwidth that you've got and that would determine what you say yes and no to because of that if you're not in school and you have a job that job has a certain amount of time it takes up and so certain things will have to not be a part of your life and something you're consistent with because of the job but then for some people, because of their job, they're able to be consistent in other areas of their life. Let's just say you committed to a small group recently at church. If that, if the value for you is to have community and a group of people around you who are trying to know God and grow in their, their faith, then you want to be consistent in that. If you're not consistent in that, it, it's what it's communicating to everyone around you as well as, as well as to you, really, is that you don't value this that much. It's not high enough on the priority list. So allowing the things that you value and prioritize to be the things that you are most consistent in and that you stay committed to regardless. And sometimes when you say no to something, it's not no forever. It's no, I, I can't commit to this right now. Like in the future, I probably can, but right now is not the right time for me. And once you commit to something, it's not like something else comes along that's better and then you drop that other thing. Like if you That's can, not consistent. No, that's not consistent. Yeah. So if you say, I'm going to be in this, I'm going to do this thing for a year, whatever this thing is. Let's just say it's working out because that's a, a commitment I think all of oh, us gosh. make at some point. I'm going to work out or I'm going to eat better, whatever that yeah. thing is. And you're like, I'm going to do this for a year. And then, you know, some something comes along to tempt you to not stay consistent to that commitment. Mm-hmm. Like the the molten cake thing at, at uh, Chili's. They're running a special on it. It's like super cheap, and it's going to taste so good. But you're like, no, I've committed to eating eating better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could, you could really easily, you know, forfeit that commitment and go ahead and eat that. But the problem is if that... If that is what you do on a regular basis because the opportunity presents itself, yeah. you will not be consistent in your diet. Like you're you not going to see success. Your goal. You're That's not going right. to. You're yeah. not going to hit what you're Why'd going you even, for. Even set the goal. Yeah. So it does take. I mean, there's definitely an element of self-discipline that yeah. that's involved with it. But at the same time, another hack I would say is when you fail, don't give up. Try again every single time. Don't let it just hinder you. And to where you just completely say, well, this isn't for me. I'm not really a consistent type of person. Don't don't stop. It's not going to happen the first try. If you suck at it, you got to keep trying every time. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah. And I would, I would even throw the word in there, grace, like have grace yeah. on yourself. Because 
I mean, you are going to fail. Yeah. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> just because you say yes to something doesn't mean you will, you will no matter what, like, mm-hmm. do that thing. Yeah. That should be your goal, but life does happen and things do happen and there does have to be grace. For but sure. grace doesn't enable you to not be consistent. So, I mean, the Apostle Paul talks about that in the New Testament. Like, just because God gives us grace, it doesn't mean we're, we now just sin all the time because we can. We, we don't sin because of God's grace. And then when we do sin, we're so thankful for God's grace because we're forgiven for it. So, it's, I mean, it's the same thing in this. Mm-hmm. If you commit to being consistent in a particular area of your life and you fail at it, there, you you got to give yourself grace. God yeah. gives you grace. So that's fine, but let that grace motivate you to keep pressing even further into that commitment. Don't let it be like, a, well, I'm giving up because I failed once. Because that that never is going to breed consistency. That's that's only going to cause you to be more flaky and to just kind of go with whatever it is that you feel good about or that you feel like you're confident in or that you're talented at and not ultimately help you be consistent in your commitment. Agreed. I like to think of it as, as you were talking about that. I thought of a mountain and like we're climbing this mountain. If you fall, you don't say, eh, I give it a good try. You like get back up, you keep climbing. You look to the top and you think, okay, that's where I want to be. And you just keep going mm-hmm. every time. Every time. Everything. And that is consistent as well. Yeah. Okay, so to wrap it up, did you have something you want to give us to think about this week, babe? Oh, something to think about. It doesn't have to be serious. We've been pretty serious this whole podcast. Let's lighten it up a little. Let's Let's, lighten it up. Let's bring it back. Um, (laughs) Yes, I've got something that that I think about quite regularly. Oh, gosh. What is this going to (laughs) be? It's... So I don't know if anyone else does this, but have conversations in your head <laughs> with like like you're running back a conversation that you've had and you wish you would have said something else. Yeah. And or you're thinking about a conversation going forward and you're you're thinking about maybe what you could say before you get to the conversation. Yeah. So not to to get super serious on that or deep on that. Um, no, you weren't supposed to get serious. I'm not. I'm okay, not. Okay. I'm saying I'm not. I don't mean this in like that way in a okay. super deep, serious way. I mean more like, hey, run back some uh, conversations and think of something funny and encouraging you could have like interjected in that conversation that, that would have made it helped it go better. <laughs> Is that the story of your life right there? Uh, it might be. <laughs> it might be. I've I've definitely read emails before that I've sent out and looked back on I'm like, oh man, I could have said a joke there. Or I could have I could have been funnier there or whatever. So I do it, not do that. It's fun I think it's fun to do though, because then then it gives you a little bit more material for the next time you get in a conversation with somebody. For your, your future life as a comedian? No, I just mean for just having fun, like just laughing. It's okay to laugh some. There's it's your true. thought for the day. Laugh, laugh a little some. bit today. Just laugh some. All right. Give me your best uh Monica. From friends, fake laugh for Chandler's work party. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not giving you one. Is that pretty good? No? That's good. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Love you guys. Bye. That does it for this week's podcast. For more information about Westridge Church and our young adult ministry, please go to westridge.com slash YA.